Flight Centre. Best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai. Enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback on SENSA. The round ball with Dom and Dodzy. Yes, it is another Wednesday night. Nice to have your company. Welcome to the round ball. It's all thanks to uh, Hyundai, of course. The end of financial year sale is on right now. You can see it. Uh, to believe it, uh, Hyundai's end of financial year sale is on. Look no further for extra special value. Uh, Dom Renato with you, and also Travis Dodd, the uh, former Adelaide United captain. Uh, Travis, another Wednesday, but it's better news than last week than the week before because we're getting closer and closer to uh, something happening out Trip. on the park again. Yeah, we certainly are. And look, I can't believe end of financial year sale already. Are we at that time of year already? This year well, you're a banker. Fine. You should know all about the end of oh, financial stuff. Yep, yep, it's getting very busy at work. Yep. That's for sure. That is for sure. Flat out like a lizard drinking. Yeah, well, that's what most people are doing, but you're a different ball game. But anyway, let's get back to the game. Uh, better news, uh, rumour has it that the A-League, firstly, could be starting in around about August. And I guess the A-League's in a better position than most other codes because... Um, it doesn't start till October. There's a long off-season, so you can really start it whenever you like. And, it might, and most probably as a player, they'd rather it that way because there'll be a shorter uh, off-season before they start the new season. How do you th- how do you see it? Well, yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, the A-League have always had the, the benefit of the, the long off-season to wait this out to then come back and, and play the end of the, the season. I guess the, the negatives for that are the fact that you've had players now that haven't played competitive football for uh, since March, so you know, two months now. Uh, they're not going to be fit. And even if they, they come back to training within the next two to three weeks and have you know three, four weeks of training, they're still going to be rusty. So it's almost like the start of the season again for them. So... Uh, Still a lot of issues to sort out, though, uh, in particular with player contracts. Now, my understanding is that the the clubs and FFA have had, uh, well, I guess they've received an understanding from FIFA that they can extend contracts beyond 31 May, which is when all the contracts expire. Uh, I guess the exception to that is the fact that you've got players that have potentially signed contracts for other clubs. Uh, Mirko Boland is one, for example, who's signed in Germany. So he's already left the country and won't be returning. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's that's a big issue in terms of you know, a player is going to be prepared to, to sign short-term contracts. You would think so because they want to start getting paid again. But you know, there's still a lot of work to be done uh, with the PFA uh, and the FFA to work out how this this comeback will work. Well, the good news for the FFA, the last instalment from Fox Sport has Oof. been paid. They were waiting for that. They didn't think they'd get it. They have now, but it doesn't mean uh, that going forward that Fox are going to stick around. It still looks like they might not be around any further. Well, and, and the other thing to that is, is my understanding is that even though the FFA have received that money, that's not necessarily going to go to the clubs straight away. Yeah. Uh, with the the nuts and bolts of of how the the league resumption will work, uh, we're talking about a hub in Sydney uh, for for probably a month. Is that uh, just for the finals though? They're talking about the hub, aren't they? Well, that's it's what just I, for the last few, the last no, games no, of the season. I thought it was just for, just for the finals when they begin. They were going to use that as the hub, or is it for uh, the other games as well? Is I it? think so. Yeah, my understanding is that okay. it's going to be for the remaining games of the season, uh, with the FFA contributing to those costs for the clubs. Because if you look at uh, an Adelaide United, for example, who could potentially have to go to Sydney for a month, a month of accommodation, food, and, and yeah. whatnot, uh, those costs costs are going to be uh, quite significant and. You know, the, the FFA money from Fox uh, will 
most likely go to towards those funding costs. Well, it's it'll be good news just to see uh, players back on the park again. You mentioned Adelaide United. Of course, they've got bigger issues. They haven't got a coach. Uh, they're looking for a coach. Uh, I think Carl V is the interim coach for now before they start. But uh, have you heard any rumours? I know that uh, they want to... Uh, uh, the owner said that he wants to find someone who's Australian, even more so a local coach. What's word on the street? Well, I, for one, think it's a great thing and it's about time. It's about uh, time. For yeah. sure. We've been saying that for ages. Yeah. Um, I'm, I've been sick to death of having foreign coaches come to the league here in Australia and complain about the weather, complain about the salary cap, complain about not having enough money to buy players. You need to do your homework as a coach and understand that's the environment you're coming into. Not sign on and then come here, oh, this is what it's like. Oh, I don't like this, don't like that, don't like that. Mm. Just get on with it. And the fact that they are going to go for an Aussie coach, they know the landscape. They know the fact that- More so uh, a local coach, Aussie local coach. Yeah. Look, if they can get a South Australian born- uh, We'll go through them in a minute, but keep going. But if they can get a South Australian born coach, they've got the benefit of they know the state, I think- they know the well, they'll know the players better. Uh, I think you get a lot more buy-in from the supporters as well because the the fans are a parochial bunch and they they would love to back uh, a South Australian coach. Yeah. Uh, so I, I can see only benefits, and the benefit for the club is potentially that you're going to get them cheaper uh, than a foreign coach. You're not going to have to pay higher wages. You're not going to have to pay relocation costs. And, uh, of course, they know the lamps- landscape. They know all about what, what it's like to be playing in the A-League and what the A-League's like, and local players. And, of course, you were the, one of the local clubs. Uh, how about this combination here? Uh, John and Ross Aloisi coming back to coach, the two Aloisi brothers. Well, we spoke to Ross last week, and when you mentioned Very about Very cagey, him, wasn't coming, he? Yeah, when you mentioned to him about coming back, he, uh, he didn't want to give a, not even a straight <laughs> bat. He just, uh, just basically blanked you on that. Uh, can't see it happening. You can't see it. What about... Tony Vidmar, head coach, and his brother Aurelio coming back and uh, as the assistant coach. What's Tony doing now? Uh, well, I think he's involved with the um, he, he's involved with the national team, the under seventeens okay. and what have you. So, but he's back in Adelaide at the moment. No guarantee what's going to happen there because of money situation. But uh, I know f- I know pretty much for a fact he was offered uh, the assistant coach job, but he opted to go with the with the uh, the national team. I could see that happening. Yep. Yeah. Um, and with and Aurelio as assistant, I don't know. About why not? That. I mean, yeah. would you get him? I mean, you wouldn't get Aurelio to be the head coach again, would you? Go around again like the, like a la Cosmino, although we'll be talking to Cosmi soon. <laughs> um, <laughs> he might be going I for the know. third. Yeah. Look, uh, who knows uh, with that one? Um, but. It's, I think that's a possibility. Um, you know, the other one that, that you mentioned before uh, before we came on air tonight was Dark Horse. Jo- Joey, Jumpin' Joey Mullen. Um, I really don't think that one will go ahead uh, because of the fact that Joey does have a really good job at the moment um, and I just can't see him giving up that security for uh, a coaching gig that you know, it, we don't know how long it could go for. My tip will be that they'll uh, take Cole. Carl Viet yeah. as the head coach. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Okay. What about Damien Mori? Here's another one for you. Not as coach. No. Uh, maybe assistant coach. Or Jamaican ball boy. Yeah. Kit man. <laughs> He'd be fast getting the gear. I mean, quick. You got to you got to feel sorry for the guy. He's been around for yeah. so long. Yeah. Coaching in the local league with Adelaide City, of course. Now I think he's with Raiders. I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and he's he's done his apprenticeship, if you like. Uh, I'd like to see him get a go eventually, just just to see what he's like. I well, mean, he might not work. I don't know, but I think he deserves a go. Well, there was a period when his name was being thrown around a bit. Uh, I think 
Central Coast Mariners uh, yeah. at one stage, Newcastle Jets maybe at one stage. Um, of course, Adelaide United has been bandied around. But I agree, he he's a coach that has 15 years of experience yeah. in the NPL, uh, has overseas experience as a player, national team player. Um, I just yeah, I struggle to understand how he hasn't been given an opportunity. Uh, same as Mark Rudin before he got his yeah. gig. Um, yeah, Wolf of Tully. Being spoken about a lot. Um, you know, maybe it's maybe we're too far beyond now for, for Damien to get that. You reckon he might have missed the post? It's a bit too late now. Missed the boat? Yeah, yep. that too. That one, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's a shame because if anyone's done his apprenticeship, he's he's the man really, that's why. That's why I think he would be a great assistant coach yeah. to get him back involved at that level. But uh, would he be an assistant coach? It's, you know how some player or coaches cannot be the assistant. They've got to be the head coach. Well, the, the, the other thing to that is you have to have a look at the relationships as well. If, for example, Carl was the head coach uh, and – and look, they're mates. Yeah, they're mates they play golf the together. So, so I think the fact that they could work really closely together, yeah. and you know, it's potential for 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 Damien to have input almost as a senior coach rather than an assistant coach. Food for thought. All right. Well, I'm sure as time gets closer, we'll find out. We're going to take a short break now. Uh, we did mention John Cosmina. We're going to be talking talking to him tonight as well. But uh, after the break, uh, more locally in the NPL, we'll see when that gets underway. We know, well, we heard that the A-League could be started in around about August. Will the local league start sooner? Well, we're going to catch up with the CEO of the uh, Football South Australia, Michael Carter, right after this. You're listening to The Round Ball with Dom and Dodsey. For Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai, enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback on SENSA, the round ball with Dom and Dodsey. Yes, welcome back to the round ball, all thanks to Hyundai's end of financial year sale, which uh, Travis is very surprised about that it's near the end of the financial year, seeing we're in May. Uh, you can see it to believe it. Uh, Dom Renato, Travis Todd here. And of course, we've got to say good day to our friends at the Milk Bar. They are open, Travis. Did you go and check to get your freebie, whatever you get freebie for? Did no, I might have to check? do that after this. In fact, I'll oh. do it tomorrow. Could you do that, please? Yep, and I'll get back to you. I'll report back to you for next week. I want to make sure that those guys are doing it because things are slowly, slowly going to start to get back to normal, which is music to everybody's ears, especially the guy we're about to speak to, the CEO of the uh, uh, Football of South Australia, Michael Carter, joins us now. Michael, thanks for joining us. Last time we spoke, uh, well, there was a lot of question marks. We didn't know whether we were Arthur or Martha. Are we any uh, sort of more certain about what's going to be happening in the future? How are you, Dom? Um, Travis? Hey, Mike. Mate. Um, yeah, it's an interesting stage. I think we're inching closer to getting back to some form of activity, um, which is great. Um, we've sort of flagged a May 11 date for return to training. Um, this is all prefaced on the uh, approval required through SA Health and the, and the government, um, which we're working on at the moment, but um, good signs at this stage. Well, what about, uh, we'll get back to the MPL in a, in a tick. What about the kids, uh, them getting on the park uh, soon? I mean, the kids are allowed to go to school now. Uh, I find yep. it hard to believe how they can't get on a big field and kick a ball around. Yeah, look, we've um, we've put together a set of guidelines, a return to training guidelines, based on the AOS document that was released by uh, the federal government last week. That's under review at the moment, um, and we're hopeful of being able to provide that to everybody this week to enable kids to get back out in the park and start training with a view of starting competitions, if permitted, uh, potentially in June. Uh, Michael, uh, that competition restart, is that uh, in for the NPL as well? 
Well, we've we've we had a series of um, club presidents meetings last week. Our view is that the juniors will likely start before the seniors. We've flagged the July uh, start date for the NPL State League One, State League Two, and we're hopeful of being able to achieve that. We've got a lot to work through with the clubs in terms of uh, the number of people uh, able to attend. At the moment, uh, gatherings are restricted to 10. So there's a bit to work through there, but we hope that the way that um, this is tracking uh, with the number of cases, and I think we're up to 13 days now um, of no cases, that continues. Uh, I'd be fairly confident we'll be able to get to, back to some activity later later in the uh, in the year. We're all looking forward to that. That is for sure. Yeah. Has the uh, has the format of the league been discussed in terms of how many games are we going to finish the season proper? Are we still going to have the cup and finals? Yeah. Look, if we if we start in July, Travis for the NPL, we're looking at a twenty two round season that will take us to the end of um, the end of November. Uh, we could play final series. We're still it's up, still up in the air with regards to this. We've got a lot of consultation with the clubs that need to take place to ensure that we can achieve that. I would say at this stage the cup is likely to be off the table and the uh, the home and away season will be the focus. Now, you mentioned that you uh, uh, caught up with the presidents of the clubs. Uh, did any of them mm. mention about financially how they've gone through all this and how it's affected their individual clubs? Yeah, look, it was certainly discussed. Um, we've all been hit fairly hard financially um, uh, by this, Dom. Um, uh, the club's uh, revenue from gate and sponsorship and so forth and, and any fundraising activities have been hit very hard, um, as have ours. So as a sport, um, we will look a little probably uh, different to what we were in February. Um, but we're looking to try and support everybody where we can so that we can rebound um, in a very efficient manner. Have there any, are there any clubs at all that you know that may not have survived this and they might have to shut the doors or they're all okay? No, I think at this stage everyone's okay. Um, well, I know that they're all okay. I haven't had any indications that there are clubs that have closed the doors and won't return, which is great. Um, they're going to. We're going to need everybody to be up and up and running to be able to cater for the forty odd thousand players that we've got in the state. Yeah. Um, and if we will try and support them where we can. Michael, I know the player wages are of huge concerns to to the clubs, uh, and I know a number yeah. of clubs are speaking to playing groups about the possibility of reduc- reduction of wages and and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. to try and get through this season. Um, Yep. Where does the where does the federation stand in in terms of that um, in supporting clubs? Uh, I guess if players are to move on, um, honouring contracts uh, and that kind of stuff, and and have clubs indicated that they potentially may not be able to field a side, uh, I guess because of losing players. No, look, no clubs have told us that they're not going to be able to field teams um, to, if we return to to competition. Player wages has been discussed. Um, we've sought advice in terms of what we're able to do from a from a, a, a state sporting body point of view. Um, the contracts with the players rest with the clubs, yeah. and it's the clubs, you know, it's their legal responsibility to have those discussions directly with the players. We've had some commentary around wanting uh, players to um, be kind to their clubs and make sure that they don't put any funding pressure on them during, obviously given the financial situation that they're in. My sense is, and from the discussion that I've had with, with some players around the traps, 
are that there is a, a real willingness to, to work with the clubs. They understand that they are vital moving forward. And uh, at the end of the day, I think the players want to get back out there and have a, have a kick around with their mates and get into some competition. Well, you know, the clubs, you're right, uh, they, they come first. They are bigger than the players. I mean, I think the SNFL players agreed to play for nothing this season because of the situation. Maybe some of the NPL players should take a leaf out of that book and just play for nothing just to help their club out. Well, they may do that. I, I think that will, there will be a number that will that will do that. Um, competition play and, and getting back to with your mates is going to be more seen as a, a more important than, than getting a couple of hundred bucks on a, on a Saturday, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So have you have you been handling all this, Michael? You've been pretty busy sort of changing uh, the date every other day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, it's been really, really interesting um, period for us all. We've obviously, as we discussed last time, we stood down, I think, about 87% of staff, which has been really challenging. But we're starting to bring people back slowly uh, as, as this plays out. Um, we've been doing a lot of modelling both from a financial point of view and from a competition management point of view. We're still planning for the State Centre, so the design work there is going ahead, which is really exciting for the yeah. game. And uh, we'll release some details of that soon. We hope to break ground probably September, October this year, and that's uh, looking like likely. Um, and our other infrastructure projects continue. But, uh, yeah, we've also been, you know, the, the consultation levels with the clubs and the associations, it's a big game, there's a lot of people to talk to. And hopefully everyone feels comfortable that uh, we're in control to the best of our ability um, to make sure we come out of this in a positive light. Absolutely. Uh, Michael, you, you mentioned earlier that you need to get sign-off from SA Health. Um, yes. when's, when's that likely to happen? And, and will that give an indication on when games could possibly start as well? No, we're focused, Travis, at this stage on return to train. Training, yep. So the communications that we've had, that we've sent out, basically say that training clearly is the first step towards resuming competition. We provided that to the Office of Reckon Sport last Friday night, um, Friday afternoon, and uh, it's in at Health SA Health as we speak um, and is being considered. It's a really practical uh, plan that is uh, pretty easy for everyone to follow and it's going to be critical that if we do get approval that everybody's going to need to be really diligent and follow this. If we prove as a game that we can manage this and the restrictions that are going to be around training, there's going to be a lot of confidence that we can come back and play. Well, Michael, we're in a better position than last time we spoke, and it's amazing you still sound pretty sane. (laughs) (laughs) I've got much hair left, though, I tell you. I'm, I'm... and I'm doing all these Zoom meetings. I get to look at my I get to look at my skull, and it's um, receding <laughs> quite significantly. So, uh, uh, well, it's been a so um, good. Yeah, it's been an unbelievable challenge. But uh, well done, mate. Keep up the good work, and uh, let's hope uh, everything comes good, and we'll keep in touch. All right. Good on you. Thanks for your support. Cheers, Michael. No worries, Michael. That's the uh, CEO of uh, Football South Australia, Michael Carter. Which, uh, yeah, I reckon this will be a pretty tough job for him because obviously the rules are changing nearly every other day. Maybe we can start next week. No, we can't. We can start the week after. So it wouldn't be easy. It'd be very challenging and also uh, passing all that information to all these CEOs of all the clubs in the state. Absolutely. Uh, if ever there's a time that uh, a CEO of a state federation is earning their money, it's uh, right now. Uh, you know, like Michael said, I'm, I'm sure the the number of queries that he's fielding at the moment from so many clubs because yeah. every club's got a vested interest and everybody wants to know what's happening. So 
yeah, tough, tough, tough time. Well, it's looking better at least. Uh, you guys, are, everyone starts to train uh, as of uh, next Monday. And I really believe, I know you can't say anything you're involved with the club, the players this year should play for nothing. Now, let's put it this way. If players, no player ever were paid money, would they stop playing football or would they keep playing? If nobody was paid, of course, they'd play, wouldn't they? Because they love the game. Yeah. Look, don't don't get me wrong. I do have an opinion on this. Oh, uh, you do? All I right, do. Absolutely. let it go. Absolutely. Um, I, I agree with the fact that players need to understand, and coaches for that matter. Yeah, I mean mean coaches as well, yeah. 100%. That the finances aren't there this year. But I also understand that players, even though they probably shouldn't rely on this money from soccer, do rely on it. So Mm. players do count on this money to pay bills, to, to do, you know, Contribute towards rent, mortgage. Well, it's more contribute because they all got a full time job anyway. Yeah, well, that that's right. But you know, there's players that don't have full time jobs. Yeah, you know, and that football that is, rely on the the game, do they? Football is basically wow. their only money. Yeah, you, know, um, you know, regardless of how much it is, if it's a couple hundred bucks a week, that's what they're using to survive. You mm. know, uni students and and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, look, it's it is tough, um, but I have. No doubt that players need to to realise how dire this situation is yep. for the clubs uh, and coaches, for that matter, and and we all have to take a hit to the to the pocket this year to for the good of the game. Absolutely, and it is, and you hit it, and you finished it off beautifully for the good of the game. All right, we're going to take a short break, and on the other side of the break, uh, we're going to catch up with a good friend of SEMs here, John Cosmina. We'll talk all things uh, A League and around the world. You're listening to the Round Ball with Dom and Dodzy. Back right after this. Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai, enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback on SENSA, the round ball with Dom and Dodzy. Yes, uh, welcome back to the round ball on this uh, Wednesday night, Dom and Dodzy and uh, Trev. We've been doing this show for a, a little bit uh, tonight and I haven't asked you, how are you anyway? <laughs> Better late than never. <laughs> Um, You're not sick or anything, are you? Because you've been sniffling the whole time. Particles have been flying you've been in this sniffing. studio. You've been I haven't. I'm fine, thank you very I much. Think if we go back over the, got audio, my the here, Michael Carter fine. audio, you no, 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 definitely no, have the sniffles. No, I'm, I'm fine, thanks. Who cares? Asking, All right. How are you? Yeah, no worries. Thank what? you very much. Yeah, no. We're going to catch up uh, shortly with uh, John Cosmina. Um, we like to have a chat to him because he always tells it as it is, unlike yourself, Travi. At least he tells what you see is what you get with Cosy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not insinuating not really. anything, but that's what I mean. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, you know, you, you agree. No, I, I actually disagree because uh, when he was coach of Adelaide United, he oh, always, he always uh, danced around issues. And I dare you to say that to him when he comes. <laughs> I am going to bring that up. You've just opened up a Pandora's box here. Uh, but before we do that, uh, we spoke with this uh, young man uh, a few, or well, must have been a couple of months ago. It seems like only yesterday. He was, uh, of course, he plays in uh, Saudi Arabia. He's one of our Aussies abroad. Better do this. Aussies abroad. Thanks to Flight Centre. Best in the air and everywhere. And that's a good friend of the show, uh, and Craig Goodwin, who's back in Adelaide, and it's uh, good to see you back in Adelaide, uh, Craig. Welcome back. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on again. No, our pleasure. Now, is it true that you're st- in isolation still? Is that right? Yes, I am. Um, so I'll be right, I think, we're in day four now in isolation in Adelaide, but at least we get to do it in um, in a home, so we can still go outside, and it's not as bad as the two weeks we do in Melbourne. Or the six-week lockdown we had in Saudi. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was going to ask that question. At least you're at your home, and it does make it a, feel a little bit more comfortable. But uh, how, how did, what was happening in, uh, in Saudi Arabia before you left? When did they shut it down? What was, uh, explain it to us. Um, so it was probably eight weeks ago now. We went into 
Um, they put a they put a curfew on. Um, so and I think for two three weeks it was a curfew from six a.m. to three p.m. You could be out and about, and then after that you had to be uh, inside. Um, and they had the the checkpoints and police rolling the the streets. And then after the three weeks they put it onto a twenty four hour lockdown. So you had to be inside all the time. And the only time you could go out was to go to the supermarket or to the chemist. Um, so it was proper twenty four hour lockdown. Um, and couldn't couldn't go anywhere. Um, and they're still. I think they we were doing that now, but they've lifted restrictions for Ramadan. Hey Craig, uh, I find it interesting actually that the coronavirus was only out and about between six yeah. and three. That's uh... no, it's safe after three o'clock. <laughs> it's not safe. Oh, before after three. three o'clock. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Twenty five games into the season, how have you found the season and the the standard of football in Saudi Arabia? Because uh, you've been doing quite well and. Uh, seems to be uh, one of the fan favorites there yeah it's been really good um we've had um we've had a really good season so far so i think for us we were a little bit disappointed obviously that we, we had to stop the season um 20 we've got eight games to go um and we're third on the ladder um and i think we're third on the ladder by three points so with eight games to go hopefully we can cement that down and we'll we'll be in the asian champions league um for the following season um, but we, we start up again in August um, for a pre-season and then we finish the last eight games before going on to the next season. Well, that's uh, it's good that you've got some uh, clarity on where you stand. Uh, now, for the Asian Champions League, where do you need to finish on the table to, to qualify? Uh, it's uh, the top four get Champions League, but I think that fourth spot is a playoff. Um, so the top three are outright, and I think fourth is playoff. Okay, well, that's uh, that's pretty good then uh, in prime position. Now, in terms of coming back to play, uh, you hear, we're hearing a lot about having to go into a hub uh, here in uh, in Australia for the Codes uh, football. Is uh, is the Saudi Arabian League, the Pro League, talking about something similar, or you just go back to normal? I'm really not sure, to be honest, at the moment, because um, they, they've told us that, like I said, we'd be back in, in August for pre-season and then continue the, the season. Um, but when, when Caitlin and I left um, Saudi a couple of weeks ago to come back, the cases were at like 3,500 and now it's at about 20,000. So it's jumped up, but I think that's because they've done a lot of testing. They've upped their testing now, so they've probably broadened the range. Um, not really sure as to what's going to happen in terms of um, whether whether they cut it off in, and make it like, you know, maybe some teams in Jeddah play against each other or, or, or I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but we've, for now, we've been told that we'd be back in August um, and we continue, I think, in September the season for the last eight games. I guess when this COVID-19 started, Craig, and you're not living at home, you're living a long way from home, does it, does it make you feel like you really want to be home even more because uh, you just want to be close to your family and also with your partner that you just want to get here? Um, yeah, for sure. It's obviously when when you're away from your, your friends and family, and, but you're working, it, it kind of takes your mind off of it. And when we can go out and do things, it's it's not so bad. Um, we do have a good a good group of friends over, over there, but of course, when everything happens, everyone wants to go home, so that no one really we know is from the Saudi as such. So, yeah, it was about getting home uh, as soon as we could. Um, and as soon as we heard that we could, we were allowed to, to leave and come back in August. We we worked with the Australian Embassy to get a flight back. Um, and yeah, it, obviously it does. You really do, I guess, want to get home as, as quickly as you can. Um, just obviously, if you're, you're stuck there with with nothing to do for a, a long time, 
it does really um, play on your mind mentally. So when you left uh, your club and you came to Australia, what's the situation? They let you leave? Have they stood you down? And what, what's the story with you? Uh, so for us, we've taken uh, a pay cut of fifty uh, percent until we continue um, until we continue the season again. So until we're back training, uh, we have a fifty percent pay cut. So for now, that should be until August. Um, but uh, we're still obviously waiting to find out as to whether it'll be the the pay cut for for that time, and and we'll be will be reimbursed that if the season continues and they collect the same uh, amount of uh, profit that they would have. Uh, but we don't know. That's, that's the situation for us at the moment. Okay. Have you, do you, have you got a training schedule while you're here is, is that before, they, before you left there? Yes, yeah, so I've, uh, I've spoken with the strength conditioning coach um, at uh, Weheda and I've also spoken with uh, uh, Clarkie at the Socceroos as well to get a program so I've got as, as much as I can um, to, you know, maintain fitness levels. Obviously, it's, it's kind of our off-season now, but it's a, a longer one, um, so to speak. So I'll be doing a, a lot of work. I've been doing training um, as much as I can in, in isolation, um, but it's a bit, obviously, <laughs> not too much. You can only do stuff in, inside the house or just out in the backyard now. Um, but, yeah, I've got a program uh, working with uh, both, both of the national team and my club. I bet your dad's happy to see you home. Yeah, well, I saw him. I saw him. He was at the edge of the driveway. I saw him from about ten meters away for a bit. <laughs> had a chat. Had a chat for a couple of hours. Um, but no, it was good. Uh, Carl, obviously, we, Caitlin and I just can't wait to get out of um, the fourteen-day period and be able to actually see our, our friends and family in full. So you flew straight to Adelaide and into isolation straight here. No, we had to. Um, so our flight was a, a bit crazy. There were no flights. Um, directly or directly from Saudi, so we had to fly from Saudi to London, and then London to back to Doha, and then Doha to Melbourne, and Goodness. then we spent two weeks in uh, two weeks in isolation in the hotel in Melbourne, and now we've just started two weeks <laughs> here. <in that> place. <laughs> well, you'd be used to that isolation, caper. <laughs> yeah, we're, we've we've found ways to you know make it as fun as we can. Yeah, I bet it'd be pretty frustrating. All right, Craig. Well, it's always good to talk to you, buddy. Uh, enjoy your stay, even though you are in isolation for a bit longer. Uh, so you're obviously just going to wait for your club to give you the green light, and when you're ready to fly back, and that's when you leave. Yeah, exactly. Just obviously enjoy our time here, and obviously do do the bits of training, and then um, when the club says that we need to back uh, to need to be back, which is at the moment, at the 1st of August, um, then we'll be back. Well, you just need to make sure that there's no isolation yeah. period when you go back to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Goodness gracious, what yeah, a nightmare. I'm sure there will be. Yeah, I'm sure there will all be right. too. Good on you, Craig. Good to talk to you, buddy, and all the best. Thanks, guys. Cheers. See you Take later. care, mate. Craig Goodwin, uh, of course, back in Adelaide, which if you're going to be in isolation, Trav, at least you're home. Well, that's something that uh, Aurelio's doing now, isn't he? I was nearly going to mention that because Aurelio, as we speak, is in Sydney it, halfway it through his... week? Yeah, uh, I reckon this could be... Yeah, it could be the second week, and yeah. then he, we're coming to Adelaide for another two-week isolation. And then... By then, he'll have to go weeks, back yeah, again. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, we laugh about it, but, God, that'll be pretty frustrating, wouldn't it? Oh, without a doubt. All right, we're going to take a short break here on the uh, round ball, all thanks to our good friends at Hyundai, of course, and uh, and the Milk Bar as well. Hyundai ends of season financial sale is on now. Look no further for extra special value. See it to believe it. After the break, we're going to talk to our good friend, John Cosmina, back right after this. For Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. 
and Hyundai. Enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback on SENSA, the round ball with Dom and Dodzy. Oh, yeah, so welcome back to the round ball. I don't know about you, Trip, but I've been I've enjoyed myself. You've enjoyed the show so far? I always enjoy the show. It's sort of just seem in the corner Dominic. there, a little bit uh, a little bit tame tonight. Is there no, something wrong at home? You've got no. problems at home? No worries? Just uh, very sick, busy Sick of work, cooking and no. ironing no. and stuff? No, uh, yeah, thanks to our good friends, of course, at uh, Hyundai and Flight Centre. If you're planning a holiday, well, you can start planning pretty soon, hopefully. You can call your Flight Centre travel expert on 131600 and Hyundai. Uh, we love to catch up with this bloke because he tells it as it is Trev unlike yourself he likes to tell it as it is he might I disagree be... oh, don't worry <laughs> you just be quiet you just be let me walk in first uh, John it's always a pleasure you talking to me buddy uh, hello Dom how are you mate Travis Cosy how yeah, are you the amount of times Cosy the amount of times you're coming Travis, on this show I don't know how Dom's not paying you for, for the amount of appearances yeah, that you're doing, mate, honestly. Because he's like, no, no, I keep, keep saving him. Yeah. Keep giving him credibility. Uh, oh. <laughs> I did it for years at Adelaide United. Hey, don't worry. There, there's a good reason why he just said that, uh, Cosy, and I'll let you know in just a tick. Firstly, let's talk about uh, uh, obviously not much happening here, um, uh, Cosy, but what do you reckon with the A-League? How's it going to survive, survive all of this? Now we're hearing it could start in August. Do you think uh, we'll come uh, away unscathed, or is it going to be a bit of damage along the way? Oh, there's more than likely going to be some damage. It depends on what happens with Fox Sports, I guess, and um, and the deal that it has with the FFA. From what um, I can understand, I think Fox are happy to stick around, but um, their financial commitment is um, probably a bit excessive for their budgets at the moment, so they they want to reduce that like they, they've looked at with, um, with Rugby League as well. Yeah. So um, that means that Someone's going to have to take a hit. and um, But the game maybe's lived on the edge for too long, financially. It, um, it's Players' wages have increased exponentially over the time. And I know, um, you know guys deserve to be paid and it's professional football, but you've got to work within your limitations. And, um, you know, money's always been difficult. And football's always had a problem with money simply because a lot of it goes towards the national teams. We don't have rugby league and Aussie rules... Well, Aussie Rules has no national teams, um, but Rugby League has a has the Kangaroos. But football's got it, it's got the Socceroos, it's got the Young Socceroos, it's got the Ollieroos, it's got the Joeys, it's got you know the Matils, and and it just keeps going on. And they cost a lot of money to maintain. I know they bring revenue in, um, but it's still a drain on the purse. And you know when you've got um, only eleven clubs and you've got a a difficult audience because you're always in competition with with league and Aussie rules. And I think you've also got a difficult audience in that football people are so damn hard to please. They complain about everything, every chance they get. And um, the A-League's been cannon fodder lately, the last season or two. Cosy, uh, does the salary cap need to go? And, and if it does, does that just create a bigger disparity in terms of clubs' spending ability, the ones uh, between the haves and the haves not? Well, Trav, I've always sort of supported the concept of a, um, the salary cap and why it was there. I think it needs a bit more flexibility, um, not quite so hard and fast, but it will... I mean, what will happen, clubs that spend the minimum now, say, use Central Coast Mariners, for example, that are, you know, stony last again um, for, I don't know, it's three years in a row now, yeah. maybe more. Um, you know, Newcastle grabbed a wooden spoon for a number of years successively there as well because they didn't have the money to spend. Um, just going to get a, 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 the rich and the poor. 
like you have in, in Europe. You've got your big clubs. I mean, you, Man United, Man City, you know, Chelsea, Arsenal, um, they're generally in, you know, the top four, top six teams in in the, the EPL. You've got Bayern Munich, the, the big money clubs in Italy, Juventus and that. They're all they're the same ones are up the top every year um, because they've got the money to spend. So are you going to have that in Australia? And that might not work because we don't have promotion and relegation. There's nothing fresh. So you just get the same old, same old. And I think that's part of the reason people are complaining now because Sydney FC have been up the top for ages. Man, um, Melbourne City are floating around. Melbourne Victory um, always making the you know the top four. Adelaide United um, have been good the last couple of seasons. Um, so it's the same old, same old. You know what I mean? Perth Glory, for example, last season had a good comeback year. Yeah. Um, Tony Popovich. So you just, you know, it's it's like Groundhog Day. You mentioned Adelaide United, uh, Cozzy. I know your son is the uh, CEO here at the club, so you might not be able to say, or you might be able to say, uh, no coach at the moment. Uh, have you heard any rumours about who could be the coach? We're hearing that they want an Aussie coach. Um, what have you heard? Oh, they want me back. They approached me yesterday. Take three. <laughs> Don did mention that at the top of the show. I did say that you should come back for a third stint, maybe. Why not? Yeah. No, it would be hard. It would be hard working would with you, Hang son. on, hang on. Would you, t- would you take the job if they offered it to you? If they offered it, of course I would. Answering okay. to your son. There you go. Yeah, how could you answer <laughs> but, um, to your own son? <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I think um, the obvious choice is, is there in Colby. It, um, you know, it took Carl a while to come around to, to join the club, but I think um, he had a good relationship with um, Kurt Young for Bake, and he's a local. Adelaide is a is not a market like Sydney or, or anywhere else. It's uh, a very parochial marketplace, and you need to have... I think they've said an Aussie coach. I think they've got to go local coach. Yeah. And that would mean Carl Veer. Now, insistent-wise, it's a, it's a tough one. Um, Travis? You know, would you look at... <laughs> Um, well, Travis, I know he's doing his done his licences and done a bit of coaching. Would it be? Um, would you look at Joe Mullen, who played with Carl Viet, and Joe's been very, very successful in the local MPL. And they're good buddies. Um, they'd make a good. They'd yeah. make a good coaching team. Yeah. Damien, Damien Murray, although yeah. he's been out of the coaching fraternity for a couple of seasons now, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, um, he's back with the Raiders. Well, yeah, he's back with the yeah, Raiders at the moment. What about? Uh, I made a couple of suggestions at the top of the show with Trav. How about someone like a John and a Ross Aloisi or a Tony and uh, even Aurelio as uh, Tony's assistant? And what about that idea? Um, well, I don't know if Tony would actually leave the national teams. Not a bad gig. <laughs> I think I'd rather be working with this, as a assistant coach with the national team, especially when you've got the Olympics to go to and. Um, or maybe in the Copa America that they've you know, got postponed that might still be on next year. Um, World Cup qualifiers, I think the national team, especially where Tony's sort of been at, he's um, he worked at Melbourne City for a while. He might go back into the, the club system, I don't know, but he's only been in the national team system for just over 12 months. I don't know what Aurelio's thoughts are. Um, he'd come back more as a mentor type person. He yeah. might work with Calvert hey, as, he- as a mentor. Because he, uh, we spoke about Colvert, and I agree. I think given he's in the role now, um, it's it's just the the no brainer. Uh, the club has indicated that they're going to go through a, a process to to appoint a coach. Um, with with Carl in particular, having been a teammate of his and you've coached him, he is quite a reserved uh, personality. Do you think that will play against him in terms of being able to to get messages across and and have that authority with the players? That's a good question, Trev. Um, Thank you. What? <laughs> Was that a good question? <laughs> well, Goodness. anything is good compared to the stuff that you ask. Oh, okay. Um, well, well, I'm true. not going to play that. What but, do you no, say? No, no, no. Can I just answer the question? Forget it's not a comedy show. This is a serious football show, isn't it? 
Um, <laughs> no. Um, no, look, I think, look, Carl has done a great job with the, the NTC. I think he, I know Uffi Tale rated him highly um, when he was working with the under-20s, with the young Socceroos. But I don't think the communication with the players has been enough. Carl's not a, um, a big personality in terms of, you know, your media profile and and to be honest, does a coach have to be a big media personality? Uh, Not really, because, you know, it, you guys beat things up. It you helps. Know, it's all about having a media personality. Steve Corrick is a quiet sort of guy, yet he's been very successful at Sydney FC. Yeah. So, and he was a um, he was a bit like Carl in um, in terms of his, I guess, his personality, his assistant with Graham Arnold. So um, he stepped into the breach quite well. So I don't think there'll be a problem with Carl. Um, and I think the club... I don't know what process they're going to look at. Um, you know, they're going to have 400 resumes from overseas and, and all sorts of people throwing their hat in the ring. And um, basically, it's a way that you define what you want straight away. You make a decision. You'd have a. I mean, you don't even have to call for interviews. They'd have a shortlist. Yeah, well, it's I, not like well, we've been saying here for you, ages. You know, you're going to scour the world. It's let's, let's be real. It's not. Um, Rocket Not science. Manchester City we're talking about, it's Adelaide United. We've been saying for a while that we do need to get back to the basics of a local coach or an Australian coach. I think we're done with his overseas coaches, so let's hope that does prevail. Hey, Cos, you've got to let you go. Before I let you go, though, I was pumping you up before our break, before you came on, and I said mm-hmm. uh, when you're at Adelaide United, you know, what you see is what you blah, get. Blah, blah, blah. Just be quiet. Uh, and I said uh, what you see is what you get with Cos. He tells it as it is. And then uh, Travis <laughs> chimed in. We've taped it. Have a listen to this. This is how he chimed in. No, I, I actually disagree because uh, when he was coach of Adelaide United, he oh, always, he always uh, danced around issues. And I, there you go, Cosy. How would you like to respond to that? Issues. He danced around issues. That's interesting. But, uh, what, what issues were they, Brett? <laughs> go on, uh, go on, answer. It's all yours now, uh, being, uh, See, uh, being facetious uh, at that point in time oh, with, with Don. How do you spell it? It starts with an F and ends in an S. <laughs> There's a bunch of letters in between that are that I wouldn't know. There you go, Cosy. You know what they say: you got to keep your enemies closer. So there you have it. Cosy, yeah, Cosy, that's Cosy. true. Okay. The old Italian's playing that dom, isn't it? So yeah, we started it, mate, and uh, he's going to finish it. Hey, Cosy, it's always good to talk to you, mate. And uh, yeah, enjoy your swimming pool. Finish it off, will you? There you go. Good luck. <laughs> okay, Cheers, see Cosy. you, mate. Bye. That's uh, John Cosmina, former Adelaide United coach, twice over. And, uh, of course, former Sydney FC coach. Now, we're running out of time very quickly. How long have we got, Benny? I hope because he didn't take that seriously. Uh, yeah, he did. Don't worry. I, I can tell by the tone of oh, his so voice. Could I, actually. Uh, now, let's uh, just what's happening with the women's game? All thanks, of course, to SA Power Networks, empowering women's football here in South Australia. There's no women's game at the moment, but any any news about uh, what's going on there, Trev? <laughs> there's nothing at the, there, as we speak. There's just not a lot going on. Right. Um, yeah. we, we spoke to... Uh, Carly Rustin. Will the W Will the yeah. W League survive this? You reckon? Will the money would the, the A League wouldn't scrap it? Would they? No, nah, we've spoken about this previously. The W League has to continue. Yeah, it has to. the The, the women's game has come way so too far. far to to allow it to point of no now. return. Now, yeah, absolutely. If if anything, they need to to be looking to the W League to expand it and make the season longer, mm. so that it can be more competitive and more enticing to to bring the top name foreigners to this country and help develop our younger uh, women players' uh, futures. Because it is a short season. It's a good point because they don't twelve games or something. Yeah, there's there's not enough, so they just get started, and I think they get frustrated too. And all of a sudden, it's the end of the season. I know they play in the local NPL leagues, but it's not the same it's thing, a, really. It's is no it? comparison and. Yeah, you have uh, a short slump, 
and you're out of the finals contention, yeah, have a player pick up a, a, a you know a calf strain, for example. Yeah, that's four weeks, a third of the season gone. Yeah. Um, over a four week injury, which is just uh, it's ridiculous. Well, let's hope the W League does survive all this uh, COVID nineteen. All right, that just about wraps it up. Of course, the women's game. Thanks to SA Power Networks empowering women's football in South Australia. Also, thanks to Flight Centre and also Hyundai. We'll be back again uh, next Wednesday from five thirty. Trav, would you like to say goodbye? I'll say goodbye to everyone. Thank uh, you. Hasta la vista.